0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddihy with Nissan on News Talk, and this is The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddihy with you until seven o'clock. Johnny Fallon is with me, strategic director with Car Communications. Johnny, I know we were talking about Simon Harris, popularity on TikTok by far and away the most popular Irish politician on it, and you were making the point before the break that it has been to reach an audience, a younger audience in particular, who otherwise it is difficult. Uh, for politicians to reach. The the response some uh, around Enster House uh, might make to that is, well, what's the point in reaching that younger audience? Are they voting anyway?
1: Well, that is the question. Uh, For many people, they will say it's not an audience that has a great record of voting. However, that changes as they get older and the more people, if the more people you make an impression with, that impression stays with, even if it is a case that they may not always be complimentary, they may be making fun of it at times, but the awareness is all politicians want. And to reach and create an awareness among that audience is incredibly important. And while it may not transmit into huge numbers of votes, it it is part and parcel of, of the communications of the future. So therefore, politicians have to try and get used to it.
0: Is there a danger uh, uh, that a politician, though, chasing a trend can undermine their own brand?
1: It can happen at times. Uh, One of the difficulties for the modern politician is that many years ago, politicians were, it was all about gravitas particularly ministers, and showing gravitas and showing authority. The more you're on social media, it tends to be a medium that likes things to be very broken down and very, you know, at home and folksy and almost humorous at times. Uh, And that does eat into your gravitas on the other side. So getting that balance right is what's difficult for politicians, because at times they will still need to present as the serious leader of people, uh, which doesn't always come across on social media.
0: I'm, I'm struck as well by the possible attraction that a politician might see in being able to control the narrative and control the flow of information directly to the voter. To what degree is that a factor?
1: It's a big factor. It's a a two-edged sword um, for for many politicians. I think they love the idea that coming out of a time where in the the 90s and early 2000s, it was very controlled, centralized communications. Now politicians uh, individually can reach an audience and they don't have to go through uh, media or journalists or anybody else that might soften their message or add their parts to the message. They can give exactly what they want over to the public, have that direct contact again and they can do it in an instant, really, really, you know, reaching out to an audience and and connecting with them. And that's important to them. The bit politicians don't like is that that's something they always did. They always went to function rooms. They always went to bars. They went to to, uh, community events, met people, talked to them. That's been part and parcel of, of politics. And this is no different to doing that. What is different is that normally... 20, 30 years ago, you brought a politician, if you were working with them, to a bar or a pub somewhere. And there might be some people giving out down the back of the pub. Um, I'm ready to complain. And you bought them a pint and you kept them quiet. And the politician came, said their few words and went off, none the wiser. Now what they discover is when they do go out and meet people directly, some of those people that would have been sitting at the end of the bar moaning are there moaning at them and saying things very directly to them. And they find us some politicians find it highly abusive. And that's not something they were ever used to before, mm. not something they got in the face-to-face world. And that pushes many of them off it because you, you have to have a very, very thick skin to be honest in the first place.
0: I do want to, for a moment, I condone any abusive behaviour, but criticism, I mean, criticism is, is perfectly legitimate to a degree where politicians immune from us in the way they aren't now or were they even aware of it? Did they go around kind of thinking that everybody loved them?
1: Yeah, to, to I mean, I don't suppose they thought everybody loved them, but they definitely would have been protected. And I mean, I would have worked with politicians going back into the 90s. And yeah, you know, there were people who would say nasty, horrible things about politicians back then. But you minded your politician. You made sure they weren't in the room when your politician arrived there, because it's a hard enough job to do without hearing continual criticism uh, of you. So they were protected of it. And I think many politicians probably did get into an insular world where you hear people who agree with you. All the time. And and in the same way as we sometimes say social media is an echo chamber, real life can become an echo chamber, too, and you're only hearing the positives. And they could get quite shocked when they ran into some of this hard criticism. I think the fact that they get it so Directly now uh, does mean people, I mean, it's different even talking about abuse. It is down to the fact of the levels of criticism they feel every time you put something out, you get a wave of negativity. And of course, opposing voices, people who support other political parties and views will immediately come back to you in great Mm. numbers, criticising and giving out to you as well. And it's not always easy to take.
0: Yeah, it probably comes down to the individual then. I mean, maybe someone like Simon Harris is just water for ducks back. He's good at filtering that out. Somebody else might not be and it's not a criticism of them. It's not a, necessarily a character flaw that they take it the heart. Maybe it suggests they're more empathetic as a person, but it, it, it is down to a, a, probably a person-by-person thing, is it?
1: it? It certainly is because, you know, for a politician to be honest, you want them to be able to say right. You know, like for Simon Harris, there's a lot of young people who follow Simon Harris and they make fun of the videos or they make a joke of it and they make a laugh about it. But what they don't realize is that even in doing that, Simon Harris knows he's getting what he wants from that social media, which is awareness. Now, once he's aware, once he's he knows that he's clear on what he wants to get out of it. Many politicians, if they come to it believing they're actually going to convince people through social media and they're not going to get the criticism, then they're onto a losing game and they they find that criticism really hard to take. And they begin to see what's the point in it. It's not going to translate into direct votes, they might argue. And that pushes them back away from it. But it is very individual. You have to have Mm. a certain makeup and particularly different platforms. Some people will be very good at Facebook and very good at Twitter, but they're not going to be able for TikTok. Other people will be good at TikTok, but won't get the seriousness or gravitas that maybe works a little bit better on Twitter where they're meeting journalists and other people Mm. as well.
0: So, Johnny, is the advice if they come to you, uh, to these politicians, worry about eyeballs, not opinions?
1: Yes, definitely. And uh, it's, it's all about the views. And it's about creating the image that's right for you, because it's getting that balance between, as I say, gravitas and knowing where your vote is, where your market is uh, and who exactly you want to reach. It all comes back to the old rule of knowing your audience and exactly how much value is it to you to be honest and what are you actually trying to achieve with it?
0: Johnny Fallon, Strategic Director with Car Communications. Johnny, pleasure as always. Thanks a million for joining us here on the whole show. I, I hope the hard shoulder, shoulder audience uh, doesn't go anywhere because Gavin McLaughlin will have all the business news next. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy With Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on Talk.